Ladies and gentlemen, this is an episode of Red and Blue Hate Yellow. I'm your host, Noah Hotelling. With me, as always, is Sean McGovern. I have no idea where your energy just came from, dude. I'll tell you what. None. I mean, were you jerking off during the pre-show? I can't tell you if I was or wasn't. Because, wow, this is, that's a bit freakish in terms of the sudden uptick in vitality. I was about to say waka waka, which is just all sorts of weird. Only if you exchange our uh, theme music with something from Waka Flocka Flame, which I found out is a thing. Didn't realize that. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Apparently, it's 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 something associated with the hip hop that kids are into. So, if we have new listeners, um, <clears throat> this show is about soccer. You would not know that from our random intro. You would know it, though, however, if you saw our show logo, which has a giant soccer ball on it, which I suppose is kind of a giveaway. Hello, possibly new listeners. We're sorry. <laughs> Never sure if we have new listeners. I think I think it's harder to gain new listeners in the summer, especially when stuff comes up and we're not recording podcasts every week. Uh, so That's but, okay. You know, because, Noah, I don't want the world to see us. I don't think that they'd understand. Yep. yep. Go, tell tell the listeners why we didn't record last week. Um, because I went to a concert. What concert was that, Mister Hotelling? Daughtry and the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm not afraid. No, that's an Eminem song. <laughs> I was actually just about to say the next line of that song. Too bad I took the joke away from and you. You stole. Welcome the- to my existence with you. No goddamn joke. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, because usually your jokes go over my head. Really? That's where the silence comes in. That's not that shocking of a revelation. Hello, darkness, my friend. I've come to talk with you again. Okay. So are we actually gonna? Are we just gonna I don't fucking know. It's your show, dude. If you if you just want to grill my brain about Guardians of the Galaxy, then you can do that. Finally, uh, I would do that on this show. The only thing that I, I'm looking forward to this for the rest of like the season is the uh, upcoming match against Seattle. Like that's it. I've actually thought about. Okay, so for for those of you who aren't sure what he's talking about, he's talking about the U.S. Open Cup final. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the last show. Uh, Philly, Seattle, uh, in Philadelphia. You got tickets yet? No, I will be unable to attend. Oh, see, I was actually thinking about actually picking up tickets to that game and attending as a neutral, just, you know, sitting somewhere mid-level. Uh, <laughs> go team car accident? Go team car accident. No, just why? You know, it's a U.S. Open Cup final. That, oh, mister, I don't care about this. I don't take it seriously. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't twist what I've actually said about this tournament around. Again, love the historical significance of that. That's where I think it should end. I don't think it should have a Champions League spot to it, and I 
Jones. Well, enjoy the historic sign- significance of a swastika. It doesn't mean that they're actually good people. So are you saying... Wait, I'm so, I'm confused. Are you, I'm calling you a Nazi, Noah! I don't... That doesn't even make I've been playing sense. that World War II video games for that stupid fucking show I have. That doesn't even make... Man, that joke was all over the place. Well, I, I was I was going to um, comment about you know. The, never mind, never mind. I'm I'm running into magma. I've dug this hole so deep. You really have. I'm kind of curious as to where this is going, and I should let you continue. I should have picked a single direction. But uh, yeah, you really should have. Should have. It went everywhere and in the same time. I need the scalpel. I went with the shotgun. <sighs> so you've become four chan. Um. <laughs> destroyer of taste. No, just destroyer of everything. <laughs> I'm not Shiva. Although, interestingly enough, that was one of the directions I was going in with the swastika comment. That's actually not so shocking. Um, So, let's talk about games this past weekend. So, you, you, your new goalkeeper, he got, he got some uh, playing time and... Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't get to watch highlights of your game. Uh, Sunday night games suck. Dude, I was actually at a friend's fundraiser, mm-hmm. so I was unable to attend. I was bowling in New Jersey rather than duping in Chester. But uh, not a terrible showing. Not a horrible showing. Not great. <laughs> so, I, I was I was talking with Bashoff because uh, he had said that, you know, he wasn't too impressed with uh, the new goalie and said, you know, well, it still could be rust and stuff. But this comes back to my original point. Don't think necessarily Philadelphia needed a new goalie. They need to shore up that defense and prevent the chances from happening. It's kind of um, it's similar to, to where New York is, where you have a really good goalkeeper, but the more they get shellacked, there's, there's going to be goals given up. So uh, with Philly... Again, I don't think changing out a goalkeeper who I thought was having a pretty good season is going to help you. It, the thing that won Philadelphia that game is that they outscored their opponent 4-2. to two. Which, granted, is how many games are won. But Well, no, every game's won by outscoring. But, you know, there's teams that play where you get that one goal, and that's good enough. You can hold on and make sure you defend. And they're very defensive-minded teams, and... and you know, sometimes the goals don't come. They finish the chances that they have, and that's great. I don't know that Philadelphia is that team this year. Uh, so adding the goalkeeper, you know, I think you need to get the offensive the offensive side firing, which they did on Sunday night. Uh, and, I mean, that game 4-2 is actually closer than what the actual <laughs> – Game went like like that. That scoreline is not reflective, really, of how that game went. That game was uh, Philadelphia was controlling that through the beginning. I think it was two nothing going into the half. Yeah. Uh, San Jose grabbed one back. Did San Jose ever tie that? Yeah, they tied it. Wando. Wando did tie it. So they, yeah, yeah like it did go to two two. Huh? It went like the seventieth minute or something. Yeah, two two, and then Philadelphia put two more goals up really quickly. So. Same guys, by the way. Same guy. Yeah, Winger and um, the two. Did they both have braces? Yeah. Oh, 
See, I, oh, look what happens when you don't watch the highlights. I don't wa- I didn't watch the highlights. And it's the only game I missed the highlights because I thought I'd watched all the highlights and then remembered as you were calling me, like, oh shit, Philadelphia played Sunday night. And I forgot to watch uh, okay, the highlights what, for that what was game. The score of your game of your match? Uh, it was also four to two. Right. Okay. So so clearly we've been overshadowed by your crushing defeat of Montreal. It, you know you kicked a retarded kid in the crotch and you forgot about me. What? No. Thanks, like, Noah. First off, the, the Red Bull game. I want to talk about some things. I actually have some stuff to talk about this week with my team. And not this general... But the fact that they made a a substitute at a reasonable time? Not just one, used all three substitutes. And at a reasonable time for all of them. And, not only that, Pecky went with an attacking formation. Pecky ran a 4-3-3 through that game. First off, I it, it was funny because uh, Amberly and I are sitting at the stadium, and uh, I have the MLS app, <laughs> the dreaded MLS app. So it busted. I have these things because I want to know what happened yesterday. <laughs> so my phone goes off. We, we got to the stadium early so we could eat and, and grab something to drink, and so we. Uh, my phone goes off as we were just getting to our seats. It's lineup available, so I click on it, and it's it's a four three three. With Cahill playing in the middle between Henri and uh, Ray Phillips up front. And I'm like, no, no. It is, it is. So Amber, you know, I'm like, he's running a 4-3-3. Well, Amber Lee shows me the Red Bulls. <laughs> they had just posted their Facebook lineup picture. And it was still listed. This is, uh, it confuses the social media team because they know one thing, a 4-4-2. A standard 4-4-2. Not diamond midfield, not anything. 4-4-2. So they have it listed as a 4-4-2. So I check Twitter and people are putting four four you know four uh, four three three with a question mark. Nobody really knows. So they they list when they get to the lineups Cahill as a forward when they're announcing over the speakers. So at that point we knew. And actually Cahill looked I don't know Cahill looked weird and Cahill didn't have his greatest game. He had a couple of good moments and some not so good. He looked a little lost as the center like the center forward. And between he and Henri, they were drifting back into the midfield kind of between the two to give a little bit of help. But it was an attacking formation. And, you know, yes, it leaves some defensive vulnerabilities in certain situations, uh, which, uh, you know, Montreal did exploit. But in the same sense, um, it gives you the opportunity where you create more chances. And, create chances they did so even in the first half after it being one nothing Bradley Wright Phillips had had a couple of opportunities you you didn't feel like this overwhelming sense of doom at one nothing and so we sit through the you know halftime and we're, uh, the teams come out for the second half and all of a sudden who was it it was uh Oyango and uh, Luandula come over right as the teams are coming out for the second half and come and start warming up immediately, which is strange because usually it's, you know, the, the 50th minute, the 55th, you know, that's when you start seeing players come over to start warming up to get ready to possibly be subbed. But they were right over from the start warming up. So I knew Pecky at that moment was thinking early sub. 
And right before he brought on, I think he brought on Lulu and Dula first, if I remember correctly. And uh, right before that, you know, Henri uh, got the equalizer on an Alexander cross. And I was like, he's making, you know, now the game's tied 1-1, but he still made the sub. And Lulandula comes in, makes an impact in the game. Oyango gets called over. He gets subbed in. He makes an impact in the game. And, and you know, all of a sudden, it, and by the end, you know, he, he brought in Sarah Sen for his first appearance to get minutes in. And wouldn't you know it? he makes an impact into the game in this attacking formation. You know, it, it, it was, he was bringing in players that, you know, just what, what we had talked about on the last show, you bring in players, it changes dynamics. And by the time, you know, it's all said and done, you've got a four, two victory. Yeah. You gave up some goals and both those goals were big defensive lapses. The first one was Chris Duvall just kept backing up, backing up, even when he had defensive cover, instead of, you know, putting pressure on the ball carrier and takes near post shot, Robles little out of position, goes in. And the second one, same thing with Roy Miller, backs up, backs up. And by the time he decides to step up, too late. Guy knows right where he's going and puts it far post. So, yeah, you give up goals, but in that attacking formation, you're creating chances. And I think that's the team that the Red Bulls really have to be this year. Last year, they wanted to, to focus on defensive first and, you know, counterattack. That's not working this year. They, they, their defensive holes, you know, if you're going to play defensively, they haven't been able to create the, the counterattack like they used to, uh, like they were last year. So you have to look towards something different. And, um, you know, it's this. it seems like if he's going to – I hope Pecky stays with this for. Four three three. I love the attacking formation. It's, it at least makes games exciting when the team's on attack, attack, attack mode because that's the formation you put them in. Um, you know, even when I, uh, I just like the attacking formation. I was going to say, uh, you know, I've seen some people spit a, a three four three out, and and that I would, you know, almost prefer because it's the ultimate attacking formation. Yeah, you leave yourself a little exposed at the back sometimes. But that formation puts people in numbers up front going after the game. But I think that's the team that they've got to be this year. They've got to be an attacking team if they want to go anywhere because the defensive and counterattack, they haven't been able to quite work it. The, the, either they're not getting enough players forward in the counter and stuff, you know, just tapers out or, you know, for some reason. And when it's slow methodical with those defensive, you know, it's there's – there's not enough people or the ball isn't being served. I, I think with the attacking options that we have on the bench to run an attacking formation suits us better because you can bring in attackers who see the game differently and can go after somebody who's tired defensively. We'll see if he only did it because we were playing Montreal. That's my big fear, that it's Montreal and you know you can kind of go after Montreal. So well, why not? More so you can experiment against them. Yeah, you can. They're ex- not a threat. No, no, and what I'm afraid is Pecky's going to look at the two goals given up and go, well, that we need to play more defensively. Granted, we need to play better defensively, and I don't think it was necessarily that we were defensively, you know, the the four, I, huh? Yeah, I don't think That's it defensively lacking in that game. Yeah, not formationally defensively lacking. I think it was players just. Kind of, Doing what they've done all season. Yeah, and, and those defensive lapses. They need to clean that up. But if they can't clean it up, you need to put points on the board so you can just beat opponents. 
And I think an attacking formation gives you a better chance to do that. Statistically could, speaking, yes. Usually. I, I hope. I think the early subs helped. I think it gave rest to players. I don't know if he subbed early because we got the Champions League match tonight. I still hold out hope that they actually listen to the show. Because <laughs> at least they listen to you. <laughs> uh, All the stuff you want done gets done. All the stuff that I want. Um, well, it was. I, I thought it was funny. Hey, folks at home, if you're playing along, I was incorrect. Sebastian and the two got, in, got an assist for Noah's favorite player. Shane and Williams. Uh, so. Which is why the Philadelphia front office doesn't listen to this show. I die a little bit inside each time Shannon Williams scores a goal. Ah, uh, come on, you love the trebuchet. Shannon, Shannon, not Shannon. Die a little bit inside every time. I'm just dead on the show tonight. There must have been something I said. <laughs> Should have walked away. Should have walked away. I just... <sighs> I cannot even... Well, we got off next this week, so we got... Wait, do you really have off this week? Yeah. We're still a game ahead of you. I knew that. I, I was looking. Actually, that was weird on Sunday. I was looking. I was like, oh, Philly and New York finally played the same amount of games. Not nope. Like, nope. <laughs> it's like, damn it. So, are you yeah. guys ahead of us in oh, points you... now? What? Are you still a point behind us? I think you're yes, a point behind us. Yes, we are. So, what are you sitting, sitting in seventh? Seventh. Behind the New England Revolution. Uh, I'm a Newton Bitter with. The Revolution, not behind. Uh, they have a game in hand. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> for those of you who didn't catch that because I was muttering it, yeah, thanks for pointing that out, asshole. I would go to the next tiebreaker, but I don't even know what MLS's strange rule was for the next tiebreaker. So, let's talk about New England for a second, because they announced on Sunday afternoon during the Seattle-Portland game, which was awesome, and the pure fact of, I like watching Portland get beat at home by Seattle, <laughs> because Portland and Seattle, if you, you know nothing of their rivalry, like, pretty heated rivals. Huh? It gives you the warm fuzzies. Pretty heated rivals. I like it the reverse way, too, when Portland wins in Seattle. I love that. Love it. But Portland, if everybody doesn't know, everybody up on Portland's dick for their TIFO ability. Everybody up on Portland's dick. So they had this one, and I'm not really, I guess because Seattle's called the Emerald City. They had a Dorothy with, like, a yellow what looked like a brick road behind them, her, like, you know, as the crowd's holding it up. I don't know if you saw his Tifo. No. And then, you know, it said no place like home in the top. And then they rolled open the Emerald City in flames. And then you realize, oh, she has gasoline. So. She shouldn't have walked the scarlet path. She should have stayed on the yellow brick road. I guess. So. The whole thing was Dorothy. Warhammer joke for you nerds there. Son of a bitch, it's the front office calling me. So. Said about the Shane and Williams comment. 
Fuck. So the the uh, the whole thing was like you know, and I, so everybody's like, "Oh, it's a great tifo." I was like, "Okay, that you know, technicality wise, really cool. Looked awesome. Um, for what the hell it had to do with soccer? Fuck if I know. Besides, Portland really doesn't like the city of Seattle. I guess that's all you need sometimes. So when Seattle decided to, you know, do their talking on the field, uh, just, just bless my little heart. Bless my little heart watching that game. And it was Deuce and it was Ofemi. Ofebi? Obafemi. Thank you. Obafemi. I don't know. It's Seattle. I don't care. So. Well, I thought he was still in the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Uh, Boba Fett joke. Uh, Boba Fett. So, I yeah, it's Oba Femi, by the way. It is Oba Femi, I know. It, it, my lovely wife corrected me. Yep. So, got that going. <laughs> well, the subtext of that comment being, it has begun. <laughs> so, a lot of goals scored this week in a MLS. Lot. A lot well, I felt bad because I, I, I like Oregon. It's full of meth and coffee. You know, crazy thing about that game. Let's talk about that game for a second. Okay, let's talk about this game for a second. People were camping out since Thursday to go to a Sunday game. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. This brings up the same question I always have whenever we talk about Portland. Yeah. What the fuck do those people do for jobs? Fuck you, dude. Sports ball. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? Look. Seriously. We're going what to the watch the ball and then cheer about it. Or possibly voice our indignation towards it. Portland Timbers fan. Sports ball. What the fuck do you have as jobs? I want that job. Dude, okay. Do you watch last week tonight? Yeah. Okay. Remember what they did about Portland? About Oregon? No, I actually don't remember that. And their uh, their healthcare website? Yes! Okay. And how broken it is and how twee their commercials were? Yes, that's right. Dude, take that mentality <laughs> and put it in Eagles fans. Oh, my God. And there, now you understand Timber's Army. I guess. Just put it. It's like you should all be arrested for public intoxication and possibly a riot. Well, it was like when they With did... the cutest possible way. <sighs> It, it, it's adorable. It's adorable. What do they do for jobs? The fuck do I know, man? Like, in my head, there's only, like, three people I know from Oregon, and I only like one of them. Mm. So, do with that what you will. The, the only thing I can think of is I, I have, I know, I have a friend who, when he was in, in high school and college, he used to quit his jobs instead of asking off if he wanted to go to, like, a concert, like a hardcore show. He would just be like, all right, I'm done. That is admittedly pretty punk rock. Yeah, no, no, it is. It is probably the most hardcore punk rock thing. Like, oh, hardcore show's playing in, you know, Philly tonight. And I quit and (laughs) go to the punk rock show. But that's the only thing I could think of Portland Timbers fans doing. Like, Portland's playing tonight, I quit. And then they all just rotate jobs. (laughs) Because the entire city has new vacancies the next morning. Like, ah, shit, can't go back to that one. Sure, somebody else quit their job last night. Well, you know, it's, it's the old statement of 
March 23rd is National Quit Your Job Day. March 24th is National Beg for Your Job Back Day. <laughs> Why is it that? I don't know, dude. The Tim version started something in fucking Gainesville. <sighs> you know, uh, and we just went along with it. So, But, no, man, look, I, I, I can't account for Timbers fans. I love you guys to death, but you scare me. Again, I just want to know what they do for work. Because soccer costs money. <laughs> like, you need money to go to games and drink beer. Well, how about this? For all we know, it's like people working on shifts. It could be. It very yeah, it could well be. could There's be. There's a dude who's working third shift, you know, sleeping during the normal human hours. <laughs> and then, you know, his buddies come over after working their shifts. And he's like, okay, cool. I have to go really quick shower and go work. I'll see you guys when the shift's done, and, you know, we'll grab a beer, and then you guys go in in your shift. <laughs> I, dude, I, I'm just assuming it's something like that. Yes, I guess. They, they, or at least it shifts with the, uh, with the tents. <laughs> so, I got off topic. Jermaine Jones signs back MLS. Right. Blind draw to figure out which team he's going to between Chicago and New England. New England's envelope gets picked. Jermaine Jones, now New England Revolution player, which is terrifying. Yay. Because that makes New England pretty good right now, in my estimation. I I would like to point out that this show has been a champion of New England being deadly for a while. Again, New England, they they started off hot. Went, they cool off, and then they just and then steamroll in. And they get Jermaine Jones, and this actually, I think, does put them over. The, I think they're a contender now with Jermaine Jones. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it. Huh? Not, no, no, fuck it, because all I'm focusing on is Open Cup. I'm putting all my eggs in a basket like a good Philadelphia fan, and I'm going to run at full speed. Uh, good luck to you, New England. Have a blast. Have fun in the playoffs. Bye. Yeah. So, New England... Now has Jermaine Jones. But I was trying – this comes back to MLS weirdness. I was trying to explain to a friend who's a new Red Bulls fan. Uh, went to school with this individual. He, he played on the, the soccer team. He's a big uh, West Ham fan, watches a lot of that. And, and so last year he started watching MLS games, kind of tried to pick a team, didn't get one. One of his uh, friends lives in the New York greater area, also a bigger – Soccer fan. It's like, oh, is this John by any chance? No, no. Okay. Um, he was like, you know, we're deciding we're going to root for New York. Uh, so, which New York? New York Red Bulls. Okay. So, you know, he comes to his first game this year. So we we've been talking on and off. So he was like, Jermaine Jones back in. He goes, how did you? Then I was trying to explain to him the weirdness that is MLS, where rules get made up on the fly sometimes. And weird shit just happens. No, no, no. It's easy to explain, okay? Imagine <laughs> that you have two sandwiches in front of you, right? This is how MLS does things. Imagine you have two sandwiches in front of you. Mm-hmm. They each have pretty good stuff inside. And you're going to have a sandwich and your friend's going to have a sandwich. So you decide to play paper, rock, scissors. And in the middle of that, your friend punches you in the face, walks away, and the sandwiches fall on the floor and can't be eaten. There. That's MLS in a nutshell. <laughs> that's how we do things. Uh, 
MLS has some weird rules, and I was just trying to, like, explain to him how this go, goes. And, you know, it's, it's based around the parody thing. It's based around a lot of things. One thing that does need to, to – and I think it comes around in the next uh, CBA negotiation, which is in this offseason, uh, with the, the players' union, is they really need to get a little bit more transparent in how transfer policy works. I don't know if they need to fully revamp it, but transparency needs to be there. There needs to be at least defined written rules that are followed every time. Please don't become FIFA. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we're kind of – it's fun and it's weird and it's silly and I love it. And I love the par- parody of this league. But if you want to be taken seriously. Yeah, you got to – I think we can have the parody. I think we can have the silliness that we still get in MLS. I mean, for God's sakes, D.C. United was in last place last season. They are currently fighting for a supporter shield spot. What fucking league – What fucking league in the world do you get that kind of bullshit? I'll tell you what. It ain't the English Premier League. I know. As a Newcastle fan, believe me, I know. So, you know, EPL, like, even if you go to not not the bottom three, because they obviously get relegated. We're not getting into a pro-rel discussion. But you go to that next one, the, the, the fourth from the bottom team. When have they ever, has ever a team been fourth from the bottom and immediately the next year won the league? I want a stat. Somebody who is more familiar with record-keeping with English Premier League, tell me, has that ever happened? I don't care, actually. You know why? Because it's happening right now in MLS. Fuck the scum. I hate those bastards, and I hate that they're doing it. Because last year, their season was an absolute fucking joke, and it was amazing. It was the most fun I've had. And not only was it a joke, New York won the Supporter Shield in the same year DC set a record for being the worst goddamn team ever. God, it was like Christmas twice. And then Christmas happened. And then so, Christmas mean, hat trick. <laughs> so the hat trick of fat men in red suits. But this year, up in first place. Competing. Toronto FC. Perennial mid table, sort of bottom of the, the eastern table. Ooh, well, funny enough, not next week, but the week after, that's when we play them twice. Which is weird to me. But, again, weird fun MLS. You know what? The only team that has been consistently in a spot where you can say two teams. Two teams have done this. Where you can say, I know where they're going to wind up when most likely every year. Montreal and Chivas USA. Really? Well, hold on a moment. I thought Chivas was way... Nope. No. No. Has not gotten... I do love the fact that... In theory, they do have an equal amount of pluses and minuses. In theory. By having 12 losses in 24 games. That is kind if of... If you leave it at that, you don't go into how many ties they have. Even the ties... That's a win, pretty good record. Even the ties and wins are cool because it's it's six of each. I mean, it's almost an Iron Maiden song. If Iron Maiden suffered, you know, cataclysmic head injuries... So, those are the only it was funny in my head, listener. Okay. So, you know, but sometime, you want to play a fun game. Explain to somebody who doesn't watch MLS how MLS rules work. 
And if you're able to do that... As far as transfers go. As far as transfers and, like, how contracts are worked out. And if you can get them to understand, start teaching dogs to juggle. I actually... Because you can do the impossible, my friend. I actually did a solid job of explaining, like, where that actually starts. Right, Um, well, you have pit bulls in your family now, and I'm sure you can find some, you know, balls for them to juggle. So, I mean, get to it, dude. Pit bulls. You missed the entire opening joke segment. Fine, whatever. Okay. Did I? I must have. Hey, I'm looking at the standings right now, and regardless, it looks like Houston is going to stay in the shitter for a while. Right? Houston, Houston is so bad right now. So bad. Did you watch the highlights from the crew of Houston game? Did I watch highlights from a Columbus crew game? Fair enough. Again, your game is the only one I missed highlights for. So, you know what? Ah, so, here's how bad Houston is. So, Columbus crew playing around with the ball in the back. Stupid. Guy, center back goes to pass it to the other center back, passes it straight to Will Bruin, the Houston Dynamo forward, who gets on a, you know, a solo run straight at the goalkeeper. What's he do? Blast, blasts it right at the Columbus crew goalkeeper. So trying to cut and try to work around him, trying to do anything. Fires right at him. Of course, he gets the deflection, no goal. And then they proceed to have the same look Tally Hall has had in every game this season of how the fuck is this happening? I love watching Tally Hall give up goals. It's almost as good as watching Bill Hamid give up goals. Bill Hamid may be the most fun goalkeeper to watch give up a goal. He is all over the place. Speaking of all over the place in Bill Hamid, the New York Red Bulls have to play the scum in D.C. at the end of the week. I don't know how I feel about this, Sean. I'm not feeling great. Well, first of all, I would like to encourage all fans of the New York Red Bull who will be traveling to RFK to get rabies vaccinations due to the raccoon infestation. You would think that joke gets old. It doesn't get old. It really doesn't. I was actually prepared to be unamused by that joke when you started it, because I knew where it was going. Was the splash you doing a spit take? Almost. (laughs) Kept it in. (laughs) But no, you would think that joke would get old. Never does. Never does. Because you know they're going to blame the raccoons. They're going to blame the raccoons, and that's not cool. (laughs) They just want to live, man. They just found those poor raccoons. They sound like the worst place to live. Seriously. I mean, read the book Rascal to your children, and, you know, you'll see where we're coming from. Uh, Can I make a prediction for this? Yeah, you can. Actually, I think I'm just going to let you make the prediction, and I'm not going to make a prediction for this game. Okay, do you want me to do the uh, the Southern Baptist preacher voice or no? No, you don't have to do that. Okay, cool. That That's was nice. me asking you, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I, I picked up on it. It's okay, baby, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> I, might have, I might have given credence to something worse. You might have. But no, um, honestly, I think Terry Henry hates them enough. Not as much as he hates some other people, but yes, he does hate them quite a bit. Well, look, you know, there's there's certain corners of the heart that can't be touched for fear of STDs. And, you know, we're one of them. But 
And, dude, Bradley Wright Phillips has been on fire this year. I, I don't want to mention... Well, you're not mentioning shit, so no, 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 no. I can listen, you dumbass. No, no, I meant, I don't... I really hope he... So don't jinx it, you shit! I just want to say... Kayate, motherfucker! No, no. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to say anything else. I hope he does something that... Right now, you horse-bawn jackanape! Stop! Quiet your face! I hope he does something. I will sodomize you through the eye. That is possible to accomplish. There. That's all I'm saying. I hope. Which, of course, he's going to end up taking out a satellite when he misses a shot now. Well, no. Well, he said. It's impossible to do. He he said. Zip. Quiet. He said. I'm just put your teeth together. I can't compliment him. No, you can't justify any of your actions. You never could, you whore. That's uncalled for. I'm sorry. That was that was that was me. Noah has feelings too. I know. It's just sometimes I forget that. With okay, my... could you give me a prediction? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going huge with you. I'm saying three, one, New York. Whoa! Thanks. You jinxed the shit out of it, but it's okay. Wow, three, one, New York. I wish. <laughs> I will not be actually in the area to witness it. I'm going to have to catch a, a live stream somewhere because um, I will be up in the Adirondacks for the game. Vacation? Yeah, this is me. All you ever wanted. Huh? All you ever wanted. Vacation. Time to get away. Go-Go's? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, the Go-Go's. I, I always forget who does that song. And you didn't sing it. Of course. Dude, you don't want me singing. Well, you know how bad it is. All of our listeners know how bad it is. You sing quite a bit on this show, actually. Yeah, I do. It's because normally I am trying desperately to not weep openly about my team. I I actually don't know if there's anything. We'll see. I, I actually think if both teams do what they're supposed both teams need to play the same way. You need to score goals. You need to, and I think Philadelphia is currently built that way. I think they're starting to drift that way and get into a groove to do it. And I think games where that gets interrupted really well is the games that they end up, you know, uh, like two weeks ago where they ended up losing 2 nothing. You know, they're, they're not good defensively enough to stop goals. They're not. New York, not good enough defensively to stop goals. Not going to happen. Got to compensate on the other end. Got to go offensive. You can try to fix defensive and say, oh, we'll play more defensively, but you've got – Well, I mean, the big the big question Philadelphia has right now is Seattle. I mean, that that is – Yeah, that's the totally, That's the only thing I'm wondering about, like, with the goaltender moves, with the lack of change to defensive style, with the sudden, like, just playing gut-wise attacking. When's that game? The 16th? Yeah. I think – you know, that actually could become an offensive shootout. Be crazy. I just, I, I don't want Deuce to win here again. Don't want it. Don't want it. Dempsey, <laughs> oh. I love you only when you're playing on the U.S. team. Yeah. I, 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 and it's been that way for quite some time. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's been a while for me. Ever since probably his Fulham days. 
Who do you pull for again? Arsenal. Is anyone surprised by this fact? No, because he played for Tottenham after he played for Fulham. Is anyone surprised by this fact? No. I don't know, are you? When was the last time I was surprised? I had a smart... I I don't know. I had, like, a half-smart-aleck joke in my head, and then it was fell... It, it was. Then you'd be correct. But it fell apart, so now I don't feel like I could take any sort of credit for it, because it fell apart. Well, you can still take credit for it. It would just be shit. Go for it. No, it's just... It's, it's, you still no. rarely get a good one in on me, man. Just go for it. No, they, no, it's ruined now. The whole fucking moment's gone. Jeez. All right. With that... <laughs> That's your end of the show. <laughs> With that... That was a premature joke. That never really amounted to... Oh. That's okay. We'll try again later, Noah. It's okay. Go fall asleep and dream about pizza. I actually cannot fall asleep because there is a Champions League match tonight and New York is playing, so... Go order I, pizza, then. I've got to find a perfectly legal live stream of the game. Which could be fun. So, with that bombshell... <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm ripping off Top Gear stick now. Because I can. I've been your host, Noah Hotelling. Junior co-pilot Sean McGovern. This has been another episode of Red and Blue Hate Yellow. Thanks for listening. And again, oh, we're sorry. We're sorry? We're apologizing for the show now? Well, to the new listeners, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, this is an old new low. <laughs> we're actually actively apologizing for it. We've never... Welcome apologized. to the end of our careers! Is this our jumping the shark moment? We've apologized for the show? I guess so. I can jump a shark if you want. Please, no. It didn't work when the Fonz did it. It's not going to work when... No, you... the Fonz did it. I'm I'm talking like, you know, jumping a shark and taking his money. Outright mugging him. I don't and think you geez. watched the same episode of Happy Days that I did. Clearly I did not, because apparently you watched a dull one. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Uh, anyway. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Is Happy Days the one with Pony Boy? What's Pony Boy? Is that The Outsiders? That was The Outsiders. Oh, right, yeah, we're talking about totally different things. <laughs> we're talking about, I'm, I'm like, on Outsiders and West Side Story. I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Namaste, bitches. Oh